Sponsored by Star Fireworks in Fargo, North Dakota. And now, here's Johnny Star. And from the Bankers. Come on, You're, 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 uh, you're with the locals. You're bonding with I'm, the locals. I'm, I'm bonding bro. with the locals. Yeah. There's my, all my East Coast people are right here standing around me. I'm happy to see them all. Somebody sit down and talk to us. We're, uh, we're sitting there. I'll get, Jay on the, I'll get Jay on the microphone. He's going to have to sit down and talk to us. Um, yeah, it's good to be back here. We're, uh, selling, we're doing this live from the Red Rhino Hospitality Group. At and, NFA uh, at Expo. NFA Expo. Yeah, the hospitality so, uh, suite. Yeah, yes. hospitality suite. You know, it proves my theory, though. Um, you know, even if Red Rhino gives stuff away, people will show up. You know, that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Well, I think if anybody gives you know? stuff away. See, there goes another one. Yeah, she just came in. Just, go, just grab boom, the water. Done, out grab of it, here. and we're out of here. Yeah. I'm going to go buy their stuff at the other company. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, happy to be here. They uh, yes, got us sitting here. About time. It, it's been yeah. two years it's been t- since yeah. we've done this. Well, no, it's been, what, since last April? Oh, April our, of 2020. April of 2020. 2020. We did it in 2020. Yeah, April, we did it in sure? 2020. Yeah. Okay. It was, uh, well, right that was yeah, but that the was the spring of, expo. Right? It was a spring expo. Yeah. And then we got shut down for September. We got shut down for another April. Yeah. And here we are back now in September here. So uh, good to be back finally. Yeah. Today's day one. We just uh, you know set up the trade show set up today. Yeah. And, uh, and we uh, had um, we had the uh, demo tonight. Demo tonight, good, uh, good demo. We had what several, seven, seven demos tonight. A good okay. demo uh, made by all uh, a lot of companies we deal with. So I was happy to see them all. And uh, uh-huh. you know, it's gonna, I'm going to miss seeing their faces at the uh, at the booth. You know, we Why? got Adam from Miracles not going to be here. You know, Nelson, all the you know. Oh the, yeah, none of the um, none of the uh, Chinese guys can come over. No. So it's going to be a little sad for that. It's but, very uh, sad, very yeah. sad to not have them here. But um, but you know. Uh, a lot of people are representing their booths. We got some, um, you know, we got some uh, banners out there for them, some business cards. You know, maybe we'll do a Zoom meeting. We'll or do something a virtual. Them, yeah, we'll you know? just. Yeah. That's about it. It's, you know? it's Chinese. Maybe we get some holograms. Look at this guy, John from Jersey. Sit down, John. Why don't you say a few words here? We'll get you. We'll put you on the microphone here. You know, another one of my East Coast guys right here. Love them all. You know, have sit a seat. Down, sit down, John. We'll badger you some. Don't worry. We'll no. be we'll be easy. Don't be Everyone's like Bi- shy. Don't be like Biden and run away. We'll get you. You can answer some questions. Have a seat. You want a T-shirt? Have a seat. Come yeah. on, sit down. See, you want to put on some headphones? You can listen some, to us. Put on some headphones there. We'll ask you some questions. See, this is I made this for you, John. When a when a when a tramp is just not enough, you got to be a pyro slut. You know, that's it. So. Uh, that's you. <laughs> so how was your, uh, you took a little vacation over PGI, so that was good with the family. Everything good? Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. And then uh, and now you're here for the NFA. Saw some good demos tonight, you know. I liked the first yeah. one. I did too. I liked the first one, yeah. And uh, in fact, when they were doing the announcing, I was WeChatting all them companies, telling them your demo sucks. This is no, <laughs> but I said no. Uh, so we we did some ordering tonight at the show because it was easy for me. I didn't have to do too much announcing. So 
I had them all on WeChat, and I'm just sitting there going, give me 75 cases, give me 100 cases, and just down the line. So it worked out really good for me. If they're all like that. Yeah, they don't need to be here, you know, so right. I was like, just <laughs> give the order to them now, you know, yeah. no sense what, in it. Where is John from? We didn't we didn't say John anything. is from Jersey. We got him saved North in his. Jersey. What, yeah. What's the name of the company? Uh, Red Rooster. Yeah, Red Rooster. Red Rooster. Oh, okay. <laughs> is uh, it, how about uh, how, how is about, that uh, funny? How about John Jersey? Uh, maybe uh, I don't know, I hate to use that word bootleg, but whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like I'm missing something. I'm an independent. Independent. Entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, there you go. He's the, exactly what I was. Uh, you know, before all this. Uh, uh, fame and fortune, you guys call it. <laughs> there you go. I call it doom and disaster, but whatever. You know. You come to a lot of uh, NFAs, John? Half and half when they're close enough. When they're close yep. enough. Yeah, yeah. We're close to Jersey. Right. Yeah, yeah here. Okay. Only seven hours. Seven hours before you drive? Yeah, it's about seven hours for us, too. Yeah, exactly. How yeah. was your year this year? Did you have a good year selling? Yeah, I couldn't get enough stuff from Star Fireworks. I know. So I just kept cutting uh, me back, you know. Uh, you're not the only one that said that. <laughs> I, hope that I, I can't complain. I no, hope this good. year is better. Yeah. I know I got some stuff for you in the, yeah, in the John, truck somewhere. John treats me well. Uh, there you go. Good guy. Complain. You know I what? Not complain. We're uh, we're happy to uh, get any customers we can and have a lot of good friends. And we met a lot of good people along the way. So you know what? We do the best we can, yeah, and that's all that matters. Hey. You know, it's just fun. Yep. Now, how long you been in fireworks? Since I was seven or eight. Since you were seven or eight. See, he's uh, uh, now John just turned 48 this year. He didn't take good care of himself. <laughs> too, too much running from the pyro. You know, that's what happened. It's been a long time since I saw 48. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so John normally joins us at the PGI, but this year he had a vacation with the family. So. Uh, yeah, my family yeah. decided to have a vacation the same week. Yeah, so uh, so we could see him here at NFA. I'm glad to see him. That's good. There you go. Well, yeah. Did, did you have you ever been out to Star Fireworks in Fargo? Have you ever seen, seen John's place or just? No, not yet. No, no. no. Oh, that's right. This would have been the year in Fargo. Yeah, exactly. Be back. Oh be yeah, back. yeah. Trust me, it'll be back over there. Yeah. I don't, I don't work anymore. So. Yeah. Dino's around here somewhere if you want to. I saw Dino and Steve at the, when I was leaving the demo. In the demo, yeah. yeah they were over there. next to us. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So. Yeah, they said they'd be walking in here sometime. They try and usually hide from us. You know, they they don't want to be associated with the uh, with the better half of Star Fireworks. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> what What did you think of tonight's demo? Was there any stuff in there you liked? Yeah, I like the stuff from Chile. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, that's the consensus. Too. Everybody liked that. Yeah. It was all flashed. Yeah. Yeah. Power Blast had some good stuff, though. Yeah, I had some Power Blast stuff this year. That yeah, was yeah. Right on the Is that a Chinese company? I don't even know. I, 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 I think yeah. so. I don't. Yeah. I, I, most I, of the most of the fireworks come from China. Yeah, but I don't know if it's a if it's American-owned company or not. You know, like a Jake's or a Red Rhino. I don't know. I, I've seen some of their stuff in China. I just don't remember if it's an actual Chinese fireworks company or not. Could, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some uh, investigating and find out. You know, they had some uh, half a decent stuff. Red Lantern had some good stuff too. A few items I like by Red Lantern. Uh, we did a little bit more with Red Lantern this year, but uh, they they had some yeah, uh, good back. items. Yes, because they were they're trying to rebuild themselves again. There was uh, good years ago, and then it was just kind of like faded away, and all of a sudden they're making a comeback. You know, and uh, she bugged me for about. Uh, 
I don't know, about seven, eight years, every convention, bye, 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 bye. And I'm like, I not, you know, and then, you know, when we're all looking for stock items. I, I'm like, well, you know what? You got stock, send it, you know. And another uh, company I used to buy from years and years ago when she first opened up was uh, Annie from PyroShine. And, and they had some good stuff. But I was her first customer back then. Then she kind of didn't have no, she kind of stepped away from it, didn't develop anything new, couldn't get EX numbers, you know, when that whole stuff was going on. So then we basically uh, stopped buying from her and stuff. And we may go back to a little bit. But, you know, like I was telling, uh, well, I keep telling the Chinese people, uh, this is not the year for variety, you know, until these freight rates come down you're you know they say you want any more to order i'm like i don't think so how can i afford any more variety when now we're paying forty thousand dollars for a container twenty nine thousand from china to la alone and then they want us to a lot of them don't want to even give us the container so uh, yeah now the the, the yeah. last the last one tonight was uh, forty thousand three hundred twenty five dollars door move when I was in the Crazy. business, mm -hmm. we used to pay seven, eight. Yeah. Out of China. Out of China, yeah. Refrigerated. Refrigerated, yeah. Mm -hmm. How much? Seven or eight. Seven or eight thousand. Yeah, seven or eight. And now you paid what? We're paying 40, but general merchandise is running about $20,000 yeah. right now. I heard, it, I heard it went up a lot. Which was 4500 in November, and ours was 14000 in November. So... You know, it is what it is, but I don't, like I keep telling the Chinese companies, I don't see how we can even increase the orders, how we can even increase the variety, because no one, nobody in this room has enough money for freight. Even this company here, nobody has enough money of new money for freight after all the money we lost last year with no product. So, you know, you're talking about a company like Red Rhino, probably a $10 million swing of what they lost last year and what they got to come up with this year to import. So... I, they may have some money, but I don't think they have that kind of money, you know. And uh, so it's going to get uh, it's going to get ugly for everything. Produce, you see what's going on at Target. You walk by, you walk down the shelves. Walmart, hardly anything's there. I mean, it's uh, it's a scary scary situation. So we'll see what happens. Joe's going to fix it. Oh yeah, Joe's going <laughs> to fix it. Yeah, as he runs off <laughs> as he runs off the stage. Well, he did a great job in Afghanistan. You know, they got a new Elton John song. Didn't they blame Trump for that? Yeah, they, well, they tried to. Yeah, because he should he should have made the mass exit so they could impeach him, but he right. didn't. And then you know, so they also did a uh, they got a new Elton John song. I, did you hear Ron? It's a parody song. When sandals fly, because <laughs> I guess a couple of them got stuck on the wings. You know, so um, you know so. <laughs> That's so wrong on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, When Sandals Fly, that's a new parody song uh, that's out on the Internet. We'll have to loop, loop uh, it up there. Yeah, yeah Google it up yeah, and see. <laughs> we, could, uh, we could maybe name this podcast, When Sandals when Fly. When Sandals Fly, live from uh, <laughs> NFA Expo 2021. All of, the, all of the titles are kind of hard to see, but all the titles of all the episodes are written in here in faint letters, you know, all on the metal signs and stuff. So eventually you'll see a T-shirt where it says "When Sandals Fly." Maybe there you go. go. Yeah, if we, when we do our 200th episode. Yeah. But um, so, what do you think about the demos, Ron? You're up in the press box. With I me. was yeah with you. I was with you. All right, John. We'll see you later. John, nice to take meet you, care. Ron. Nice to meet That's you. That's Ron DeBanker. Good to see you. Hi, buddy. Thanks again, we'll John. Talk to you later. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Make your rounds. Let us know who's serving food. We're getting hungry here. <laughs>
I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna bring food in. Uh, they got a chafing gotcha. dish up there. Oh, chafing dish. Never can get enough of those. Yeah, yeah. We could turn the noise down on those yeah. other ones for a minute. Yeah, there. there you go. Um, I thought the demos were pretty good. The, that chili one, everybody seemed to like. Yep, yep. It was the, pretty good. So that was good. The, the chili demo, like you said, everyone said uh, that that one was good. There was the one with the Girandola. Um, what yeah, was it called? Crazy Cat. Funny Cat. Funny, funny cat. cat. Funny Cat. Whatever it was. Um, um, you know, it was um, it was good. I mean, uh, you know, it's just nice to get back amongst people and uh, yeah, you know, the trade show setting up last night and all that stuff it, it, or this morning. It, it's good to see. Yeah, well, it takes me like it takes me a few hours to get mm-hmm. back into pyro mode. You know, like I get <laughs> yeah. out of it. Then I start to travel a little bit, right. and then uh, right. that takes me a few hours. I get back here, and I'm like, oh, boy. And then, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden, it, it just comes back with me. You, know, you start seeing the customers, you start bonding with the locals, and right. then it just and it flows more easily. You know, like, tomorrow yeah. night will be a real easy flow for well, me. Well, right, because, yeah, last night, yesterday, in the car all the way up here, really, yeah. you know, me and you, uh, you know, usually, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I can remember road trips, you and I in a car, and we're talking – you, when you had your first uh, yeah. cell, phone, cell phone, your yeah, car phone, it was that. a car phone, and you know you're talking dirty to your girlfriend, and I'm trying to not laugh. Yeah. And yesterday, well, you that's how she kept me up, you know. That was well, that. yeah, because I certainly wasn't going to talk dirty yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> but yesterday, we're in the car, and I'm talking about my arthritis, and you're talking about your what do you got? What are your your ass hurts? What is that? Oh, uh, I don't. I think a sciatica. I a think. sciatica. You know, yeah, sciatica. Yeah, yeah you that's got. What s- well, that's what they're telling me. We don't really know yet, you know. Well, it's it's either that. I mean, it's got to be sciatica, and I got arthritis. So, you know, the conversation in the car was arthritis and sciatica when yeah. it used to be, you know, hey, how many drinks do we have in Lake Geneva last yeah, night? Yeah, well, that was the whole weekend for me. So, see, like when I get with you, because I know you're at a different level than I am, then it's all about illnesses. But, you know, the, wait, wait, the wait, weekend. You're, well, you're trying to infer that I'm uh, yeah, you're well, implying the, that I'm, I'm, I'm ill? Yeah, well, I'm always I mean, ill? Of, uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, oh. you know, you got the COVID going and you get the cough. Then you get the thumb. <laughs> well, I mean, the thumb know. is arthritis. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's better today. I can move it today. So, well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it looks, is it a little swollen or is it, just, yeah, you know what, it is real swollen over here. I, don't I think know. it I, looks I just got swollen. chubby fingers. I don't okay. know. I might put them up to uh, next to each other. It looks a little maybe, swollen. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, but I, I'm very concerned, <laughs> going back to fires, I'm very concerned about these shipping costs. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very concerned. We, um, everyone is, that's all they're talking about is, is shipping costs and, um, you know, what's, you know, what's going on. What, I mean, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, somebody has to advocate or, or do something or you know, nobody's going to be able to afford any products in this country. No, and it's going to, it's not fireworks. It's every product out there. And, yeah. um, right. you know, maybe this is a, you know, but see, we had this wake up call, you know, I mean, you know, before my time, but we had this wake up call in the seventies with the shortage of fuel and we didn't learn from it then. And now maybe... Maybe these millennials will learn something. Uh, 2021 shortage of all types of products due to uh, basically due to the Chinese government and the shipping cost. And maybe we'll wake up and say, you know what? Maybe those Dodge trucks need to have a chip in it from the United States, or maybe, well, right. or let's or let's switch. Let's get rid of them and go to India or something. And and not so much our product because it's a little bit harder for us. But uh, we're gonna have to maybe start. Uh, you know, they always talk about a global economy. So maybe we're gonna have to uh, start doing things in, on a different level because right now we're in a stranglehold, and and nobody seems to be doing anything or care. 
And I, right. it's really sad when the average American person doesn't know what's going on in the in the world because the news, the main the mainstream news, isn't really talking about that. They're right. you know they're just talking about you know what's going on in you know your city and and God, we watched the Erie news last night. It was all, it was sports, all football, sports, sports. You yeah, know? yeah, we made it in time to see the last and, and you watch three minutes Chicago of the Bears news. Game. And I just tell you about how uh, Chicago is doing a great job with the COVID and how uh, yeah all these people killing each other doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. it's okay. But um, anyways. Right. So, yeah, this is going on in the world all over on every level, and right. we're paying the price. And Well, right. One, you, we, we shouldn't be held hostage by some other country, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. with regards to all this stuff, because it could, it could literally, you know, cripple and shut down a whole entire industry. And this, and, and, and also, you know, with trucking the way it is and the government giving money out, you're talking about you could definitely see food rations mm-hmm. at the grocery stores, just like you saw toilet paper. And the reason is because if we can't get a truck driver to drive them perishable items, right, we lose them. So there's a lot of things going on in the industry, in the, in the, in the transportation industry, right. which affects fireworks uh a, a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, we were talking about that the other day with the Halloween store. You know, you walk through the Halloween store, it didn't have that much merchandise. Well, we don't know if they had it left over from last year. Yeah, it very or, well could have. Nobody or, nobody really yeah, or are celebrated they, Halloween or, last or year. Or are <laughs> they waiting on their containers this year, and will they make it? Ours didn't make it, that's for sure. So... Yeah, you were different though. You had a very, very robust 2020. Yeah. So you were out of product. So you, you were, you were short on product. But I, I think Halloween in 2020 was just a disaster. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't think there was um, many people celebrating Halloween, if you will. I yeah. Mean, they were just there's nobody. And like I say, we had a, uh, we were uh, very fortunate after 2020 Fourth of July to have a lot of products left where a lot of companies didn't. But um, but then, you know, it didn't take much from, you know, after January to run out. So we were in the same boat. And, um, you know, like we were talking, I've told a lot of the Chinese companies tonight. I was WeChatting everybody as we're doing the demos. And um, I said, this is, unfortunately, this is not the year for variety. <laughs> because no, no, not at these be. prices. No. Not at these prices. We just can't do it. You no, know? no, no. And that's... And I hope they learn from it, but it's not really them. It's they would love to sell us more products, but mm-hmm. they they can't control nothing either. You know. I'm I'm eyeing that little Coca-Cola refrigerator. Um, I need one of those. I'm eyeing that bottle of water. Go get one. I, I had a uh, I had a. Uh, why don't Why don't we take a break? You can go get a bottle of water. See if we can get Steve Hauser over here, and we can uh, we can do do some. Uh, okay. Well, we can't we can't take Steve away from his many guests here because you know, well, he's no, got to do the meet and greet with everybody. Yeah. Well, what, you, you want here? Let me do. You go ahead. Go. go well, no, let's let's, yeah. let's let's we'll do this one little thing. Yeah, let's do and it. then and then we'll, and then you can go get your water and then we'll see what we talk to Steve. Hold on. All right, what would Johnny do? We talked about this All yesterday right. in the car. So I was in Home Depot the other day. It seems to be my life now. Uh huh. Is Home Depot? Yeah. And I saw a family, a husband and a wife, and a kid, teenage kid, must have been nineteen, twenty, and they had a pickup truck, and they were loading the mom and the dad. We're loading the back of the pickup truck with bales and bags of mulch and stuff. Oh, mulch, yeah. Mulch. It's heavy. time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom and the dad are both loading the back of the pickup truck with mulch. Kid was texting. The kid was texting I in the back told, seat I of his car. I knew it. In the back seat of the truck, just sitting there. 
I mean, and how old do you think? Nineteen? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe he was maybe maybe was twelve and he, he looked big for his age. Uh, well, what it doesn't matter if you're twelve, you can still lift a bag of mulch. Mm-hmm. If you're a boy, I mean, not the girls can't lift mulch, but yeah. I mean, it just well, I was I'll, like, I'll tell the girls in Fargo lift mulch. Oh heck yeah! yeah. yeah. One girl was doing uh, demolition derby. Mm, exactly. uh, but uh, I mean, and I so what would Johnny do if that was your kid? That would never fly. No, 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 no. <laughs> He'd be carrying the bags. Ron, I remember, uh, Ron, I was eight years old, and I would help my dad carry cases of wine, and that's when it was four gallons to a case. You know, he used to right. buy this red paisano wine right. at the liquor store. My grandfather drank that, We'd, and my dad would get it on sale, and we'd buy, you know, 10, 12 cases of this wine, uh-huh. and we'd have to carry them all the way to the back lot and up to the second floor and put them in a the hallway. Right. And it was, I mean, one after one by one, you know what I mean? I'd carry them on my shoulder. I was like eight or nine years old, and my dad carry them, and I would carry them, you know. And um, I don't know where my brothers were. They were probably at some church gathering or something. <laughs> but, you know, um, but so here's, here, here's two parents loading mulch. And the kids in the back seat, and neither one of the mother or father right. say, "Hey, help us," or the father should say, "Help your mother. Don't let her do it." You know. So where right. is right. the yeah? Where's the parenting know? there? And the kid doesn't have to jump in because um, and they're maybe not he, making him. Yeah, and maybe he's one of these allowance kids. You know, I love that too. You know, like you empty the garbage every you know week or whatever, and right. you get two bucks or whatever. You know, the old allowance right. trick. We never got an allowance trick in our house. It was no, I never empty got the allowance. garbage, cut yeah. the grass. There was never, I'm going to pay you for this or that. There was never a payment no. out of my no. dad or mother. My mother used to give me uh, lunch money to go to school. That was it. Yeah. You know, a dollar a day. I, I, lunch. I picture your kid running with the bag of mulch on his back because you didn't, you didn't scan it on the self-checkout. <laughs> well, that's partly the yeah. Yes. I would give I would load most of the mulch in his bag and in his cart and send him along the way because yeah, yeah. if he gets caught, he's still a minor. You know what I mean? All right. It's you know, a, yeah. and I could say I don't know. My dad's taking care of it, and I'd be like, I thought he had it. You know, so uh, yeah, it's a honest mistake. We'll, we'll we'll take care of it. But yeah, so yeah, what Johnny would do with that kid, I would open up the door. I would take his phone. I wouldn't smash it because that would only cost the parents money. But I would take it away from him and say. Go back there and load this mulch up in the truck. Right. Well, your mother and I sit in the air-conditioned truck. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yes, yes, that's uh, yes, that's exactly what I thought you would say. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's yeah, sad state of the world these days. And he's texting. Well, it's the same thing when I used to watch my the the um, the landscapers pull up and there's six, seven guys playing basketball. They got a nice basketball court on their driveway and. The, whole you know van of landscapers pull up and start cutting the lawn I, what what are these kids doing i mean i'm sure they should be doing i'm the lawn, sure yeah. two or three of those kids were probably brothers or lived in the same household right but right. neither one of them are they're not doing anything with the um with that you know so uh yeah come on yeah have a seat we're ready for you did you like that nice plug I gave? We're 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 we're, we're uh, live broadcast from the Red Rhino Hospitality Room tonight. This is Mister Mister Red go. Rhino himself. There's Mister Red Rhino himself, Steve Hauser, the president of the NFA. This uh, very very. Can you get me one, Steve? We're just thinking about that, and um, it was so good to. Uh, uh, we thank you for letting us set up here. Number one, that was awesome, and. Um, and also, uh, it's a nice turnout you got going on here. You know, let's turn uh, let's turn Steve up. Uh, you got to turn his mic up. It is. Oh, it's good. up. It's yeah. up. Okay, yeah. good. Oh yeah. There you go. I can hear you now. 
Um, yeah, nice turnout you got going on here. I see all those items right there on them on them tables. You're going to demo tomorrow. Is your demo? Uh, no, not tomorrow. We've got the Texas Outlaw demo is on Thursday. On Thursday, okay. And then the Red Rhino demo is on Friday. On Friday. But what we have in the hospitality room is that people bring their shoot sheets in, which we put in the bags when yep, they got yep. the registration. They can actually go through the shoot sheet and, and look at the items in advance here. and look at the labels and, and yeah. learn a little bit more about the product. Now, a good thing to do, you know, for anyone coming in, uh, should take their phone and do a nice little uh, video going down the line. I've done it for years in China. So oh, I yeah, can refer too. back to number one, number two, just see what right. the cake looks like. Not that we have labels there, but here you got labels. So you can see what labels you think might sell. And you got everything right here. So the nice video of that whole table uh, can sure help the, uh, the the demo, you know, when they're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have the pictures on the demo, but, you know, black and white pictures, sometimes it's kind of hard to get the full meaning of the label and everything like that. So, Well, you, uh, you bring it up the point about China. When you're in China with your phone and doing that, I yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Because you see so many every night. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you get these things, and you got an anonymous cardboard box, and you're like, yeah. right, what does it look like? Yeah. What's the physical shape? I want to see the physical straight yeah. or right right yeah know, yeah absolutely can only take so many notes and they got uh, good descriptions but i like to write my own you know and yep. uh you know the demos here at nfa is a little bit hard to take notes and uh, we apologize for that but we are on a time limit you know uh yeah. so the demos have to move it along at a pretty fast pace uh tonight we had uh we lost a couple items on a couple different demos as we ran out of time so hopefully, uh, you know, um, we can speed it up tomorrow. If I know what I'm doing announcing, I try and speed it up because I know that we don't want to run out of time. And, you know, it is tough. We we, yeah. we hate to run out of time on any yeah. of those things. But, yeah. you know, part of what it is is, you know, we have our expos in the fall. Mm -hmm. So schools are in session. Yeah. You know, kids are sleeping. Yeah. We're trying to. Yeah. And we have to, you know, be respectful visitors, and yeah. you know, we can't right. blow things up all night long. No, no. Although as know. much as we would like to. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we could yeah. blow yeah. things up we all night long, have but we we, yeah. we probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, right. I, well, I don't know about the, yeah. we we might have stuff now to blow up all night long, but in July we we had a couple sparklers left. That was about it. Yeah, we had barely you, enough to stay up sparklers? to eight o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We, we may try to retrace that. You, you want to know yeah. what I had? Yeah. Punk. Punk. There you one go. Punk. That's it. There That's you all go. I had. Yep. Yep. That's all there I had to sell. Yep. The one punk. Yeah, you know. so we uh, we couldn't have blew up anything on the Fourth of July. That's for sure. It was real problematic, you know that yeah. that you know that whole delivery problem was was very very tough. Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, you know at the NFA we saw that coming. I mean, I saw it just from an importer you yeah. know side from mm -hmm. from what I do in my own life. But uh, you know, it, in March we went to uh, we reached out to the government. We wrote that letter to the NFA, and we had the yep. members sign it. Right. We we got. Oh gosh, I, I want to say it was six, seven hundred signatures at least yeah. on the letter to Pete Buttigieg. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And out of that came the uh, meeting with the FMC, the Federal Maritime Commission. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we had also the NFA had worked on a side, you know, line in trying to get a hold of the ports out in California. Yeah. And serendipitous as it was, we had big two word there, we, yeah, we big had word. we had conference calls. On the same day, an hour and a half apart, the first one was with the commissioner, with one of the commissioners of the Federal Maritime Commission. 
And as we got towards the end of the call, we were chit-chatting with her. We said, well, you know, she's, you know, you're going through the gratuitous comments of thank you. Mm -hmm. You really enjoyed this. And, And it was a good call with her. And she gave us a lot of good information. And we said, well, you know, it's, Thank you for being with us. We do have to move on to another conference call. She said, well, who are you, who are you getting ready to talk to? And we said, well, we're actually getting ready to talk to the Port of Long Beach. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, she says, when, when you're on that call, she says, are you talking to, you know, so-and-so? Uh-huh. And we said, well, I don't think it's him, but it's all the people under him. She goes, well, he's one of my best friends. She goes, he's amazing. He's a wonderful guy. So it was like, oh, this is going to be great because uh-huh. we got off the phone call with her. And then we got on the phone call with the port, and we said, yeah, we just got off the phone with. Yeah, yeah there you and, go. And they're like, oh. It's always good to name drop like that. They're That's like, good. this is. is real stuff here. Yes. That's yeah. how Johnny got to where he is, name dropping. Name dropping, yeah. You know. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and the the staff of the Port of Long Beach, you know, through the whole process, they were great. I mm-hmm. mean, we had a team. They had assigned us. At the end of the, you know, at the, end of the call, we told them what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. And then by early April, they had actually assembled a four-person team um, that was basically, you know, from the beginning to the end of their process of clearing a container through the port. Right. And they said, uh, you know, here's your team. And they said, so what you're going to do is, you know, we had said, well, what do you want from us to make this program work? Mm -hmm. And they said, well, you know, here's exactly the spreadsheet. Here's the information we want Mm -hmm. from you. We said, okay, we'll put that out to the members of the NFA, and we'll say, hey, you know, turn in this information, and then we will organize it, and we'll send it to the port directly. We've got a dedicated group mm-hmm. that is looking for this information from us, and they wanted to know what was coming in so they could plan for it ahead of time. Yeah. You know, they, they knew that they had a problem at the port with what was already there. Mm-hmm. That was problem number one. Problem number two was... Okay, now we got all this other stuff coming they in. Know what's behind How do we it. feed that through the system too? Yeah, um, because stuff was stacking up. Oh, God. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah I was really there was. in April. I visually saw it in April. It was uh, terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. It was really bad. Is it and still stacking up? Yes, it is. Um, you know, the, there's so many goods coming into America, right? And there's not enough. The the whole system's still out of whack. Yeah. You well, know, yeah. I I always try to explain it to people. I said. Think of the global transportation system as a domino train. Yep. Okay. You know, you've, you've seen those. Yep. Right. Where, you know, like in a high school auditorium or, or something, yeah. they set you, you one domino. They set these things up over weeks. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's incredible and they're incredibly complex. I mean, when they push the, the first domino over, it looks like a, it almost looks like water. It yeah, flows yeah. so smooth. Mm-hmm. Well, and I tell people, I said, so that's the global transportation system pre-COVID. All yes. right. Now. You're in that high school gymnasium. Here comes this guy out of the corner with a right. push broom, yeah. and he runs right through the middle of the dang thing. Yeah. Well, that's janitor COVID. Yep. Right. Yeah. And now what's happened is the whole thing stopped everywhere on yeah. all those other levels. And now everybody is running out there trying to set all these dominoes back up to get this thing going again. And yeah. we're still suffering through that. Oh, I mean, it's, it's not going to... I think we're um, we're going to see a, a a bigger problem this year than we saw last year, uh, with the new with the new increases and all that. We're going to see. Well, yeah. Uh, the- nobody. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that I don't think there's a company, whether it be yours, mine, or anybody else's, that has the money they need to import the variety that we would like to. 
and and the quantity that we would like to just because of the shipping costs and what we lost last year so i mean you know it's all new money this year and now i got a quote uh, just two hours ago forty thousand dollars forty thousand three hundred twenty five dollars from uh you know china direct direct move to fargo and it was twenty nine thousand from china to la so i mean um yeah it's and when's yeah. it going to stop it could be fifty thousand eighty thousand a hundred thousand Nobody oh. seems to care. Nobody's doing nothing. And I walked through Target the other day. You see uh, sections just closed in the store. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, Walmart, same thing. They're not going to have the money or the variety that they normally would have. And, you know, people say, oh, Walmart's got tons of money. No, it's, <laughs> it's they don't realize. It's a supply realize. side problem. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah, they have pl- plenty of money, but they Walmart doesn't make the product. Well, they, they don't buy make, the product. They don't make it, and with the amount of money for each container, they may not want to allow that kind of money for these certain items that may not be their better sellers. So, you know, and that's the thing we're going to see. We're going to see a lot less variety. I think in the fireworks industry, we're going to see a lot less variety, and probably maybe the same amount of cases, maybe less. And I think that's just who can afford to keep bringing these containers in at this price. It it is ridiculous. I mean, we're paying if if you if I paid for it if I paid a dollar for it, mm-hmm. you know, last year. Yeah, I'm paying, you know, three point eight dollars for it now. That's yeah. just to get it here. To get it here, you know. Not to mention the fact that the exchange rate has tanked ha- has since tanked. the election. Yes. You know, we were we were north of seven. Yes. And now we're at six four. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, so you got a 15% difference right there mm-hmm. in the cost of acquisition of goods. Plus, the factories have yep. raised their prices by, you know, it's a nominal, you know, 4 to 5% yeah, overall on average. That's normal. Yeah, but their prices didn't go up. Some actually went down on some that I've seen, you yeah, know. But, but you but, tack that on to all these other factors, and it's a massive amount of money. Well, you know. It, it's, it's ridiculous. And, and bottom line is, look at the freight is more than the container of fireworks. Correct. That's bottom line. There's there's no way to hide it. There's yep. no way to disguise it. That's just it. Right now, the container costs more than the actual goods inside of it. And yep. what you're going to start and what you're going to start seeing is you may see, which I've seen this for years in the general merchandise industry, people walking away from their container because the freight is more than the goods inside of it. And you're going to see a lot more of that on the general merchandise side as well as on the fireworks side. That freight comes in and you don't have it. You know, I've got two points, and one I'll make to, to your comment, John, on the, on the target. Um, and the other one's going to be for you, Ron, um, the banker. There you go. You know, there we're going go. to talk about that in here All in right. a split second. We're going to bring you into this one. Mm-hmm. So at Target, the other night I went – with my guys to go get I all I needed to do is buy a little tube of hair gel mm-hmm. I mean I forgot to pack mine and mm-hmm. you know it's looking like, very good yeah yeah you know I got to be dapper for these yeah. kind of things so I walk in there and I go over to the trial section because mm-hmm. you know I'm yeah. not going to get what I really want I, I have it at home yeah I and, I'm, and I'm too cheap to go buy a whole nother tube and you got to carry I, it I just want a little yeah. bit right yeah. and I got to get on the plane with this thing right yeah. so I bought a little itty bitty tube. It was two dollars and forty nine cents. They used to be ninety nine cents. Yeah, it was ninety nine cents. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh! It's like yeah. two dollars right. and forty nine cents. That's what I bought the tube 
that was yes. the full size yeah. that's in my house back right. in whenever you bought it. Back whenever I bought it because right. it's not like I use a ton of it. Yeah, right. you know, yep. it's just a little bit and lay the hair over and I'm done. Yep. But the second point is, right. Ron, from your your standpoint, okay, so you're a banker, and right. I was there before, right? You know, and now a guy like me mm-hmm. who's importing, you know, 700 containers a year, mm. who used to spend ten thousand dollars. Let's just use ten because that's an yeah. easy number. Yeah. Okay. So right. we're going to use round numbers here because yeah. it's late at night and I can't do advanced math. Too late <laughs> after cocktails. So. You say, all right, so 700 times 10,000, 7 million. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I obviously have a credit line at a bank to pay for this freight because that stuff's got to be paid immediately. There's no credit on freight. No credit you know, on freight, freight lines are like, you know, we don't float that in yep. the industry. Right. You know, this fireworks industry has lived on the credit, you know, pay me after the fourth thing. Yep. Well, the shipping lines don't take payment after the fourth. No. That's not the way that works. Another no. thing, too. Okay, uh, so I've got a $7 deposits. million dollar credit line with you. Well, I've got a $7 million credit line with you to cover right. all my containers, right? So we're good. Well, now I but, come to you, Mr. Banker, right. and I say, hey, you know, some things have happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now my credit line needs to yeah. go from $7 million to, to $29 million. Million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Right. Well, you know, can, can can we do that? And then you, as the banker, uh, go totally gray and say, "Holy crap, Steve!" Yeah. Well, the problem is the the line of credit is secured by the business assets or either the inventory or the receivables, typically. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're talking about is cost of freight. That's just an airball. That's nothing. That's freight. Yeah. That's that's not it's, that's it's not nothing. inventory There's and it's not tangible. a receivable. You're not selling it and you're not storing it. It's nothing that we can take hold of. So, no, it's just an extra added cost of doing business. Yeah, so all you, so, so, so what the bank has to do is they have to look at the guy like me and say, okay, yeah, we yeah. think you're literally worth an air ball, mm-hmm. $20 that million. That doesn't normally happen. Risk. Yeah, yeah that's and, tough to do. And, and that's... I hope you own the building and we can take a second brick on that or something. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you're looking at. So, well, yeah. you know, when people, you know, look at, you know, like wholesale prices... Right. You know, from from the wholesalers that are importing and bearing the brunt of all these costs up front and the risk. You know, and the risk. Well, the risk. And, yeah. and it's like, hey, we've got to protect our employees. We have to protect our enterprise. Yep. And you know, the worst part of it is, is right now we're getting no help out of Washington D.C. Not at all. No. It's crickets out there. Yep. They don't care. They have. It's like it's not. It doesn't even exist in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, is just, and, you and know, speaking and, for and, devil's and, advocate, and, and not that this isn't important because it could be very important, but he he's got a lot of other stupid stuff that you know, whether it's Afghanistan or COVID or well, we can't whatever that. else he that he's making, done. He just so, keeps oh, making mistakes. Uh, no, on I, every I, level. I'm not, I'm not. We don't want to get political, but I I'm know, just saying. But, so yeah, he's got know, a lot of stuff to worry about. So I, you know, I. I well, he's not worried about any of it. Well, no. right, right. He's not. He's you not know? even aware of half of it. <laughs> I mean, well, he's not worrying about anything. He's not dealing with this. Well, I mean, the country has I a mean, lot of stuff to worry about. So, I mean, but yeah. no, it, but it is a very. I mean, and, and not just fireworks. It's a tube of hair gel. It's a gallon of milk. It's, it's, it's everything. Whatever it's, it is, you can't get the product here. And people have money theoretically because the you know hyper um, in, you know um, unemployment and the the stimulus checks and all that. People have money to spend, but nothing to buy. If I think, I think if you have money and there's nothing to buy, I think technically that's stagflation, which is just as bad as inflation. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. you have what they what they've coined a new term now, which oh, really? is well, you've noticed this for years. You just haven't had a term to put it to, but they call it shrinkflation. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you remember Shrinkage. that bottle of, uh, well, no, not bottle. Let's, let's go to a box of cereal. Mm-hmm. I went to the store the other day, and I bought a box of cereal. I think I know like, where you're going with this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get that box of Raisin Bran. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. That's a small box. Yeah. And it still costs what I used to pay for Raisin Bran. Well, the only less. problem is, is I used to get 18 ounces of Raisin Bran, and I get 12. Mm-hmm. I just learned something the other day. They make Oreo cookies smaller. Reese's peanut butter cups too. Is yeah. it Reese's peanut butter really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Oreo okay, cookies. You're messing with the Reese's peanut butter yeah. cups. That's, that's that's un-American. That's, yeah. that's sacrilege. It's the only candy I ever ate in my life was Reese's peanut butter cups. I still don't believe that. Oh yeah, that's the only one I ate. And now they're a little bitty. And you know, now it's like even smaller. Now when you go to the store, you you walk up to the box and you're like, oh my gosh, I've gotten so much bigger because this box is so much smaller <laughs> in my hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I I feel like I'm I'm it's, I'm Jack the Giant Killer all yeah, of a sudden. It's kind of like my T-shirts, you know. but that's a whole nother reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we can't go there. <laughs> but the uh, no, that's what you're starting to see. Everything is a smaller box. I mean, the notal the most notable thing I've always saw was every can of soda came in a 24 pack. And now you're hard-pressed to find a 24-pack. It's all 12-pack. And what we're paying for the 12-pack of soda is exactly what we paid for the 24. And that started, you know, started more than five years ago. Yep. Or have you have you gone to I, – I saw this the other day. I go into the Walmart, and I was just walking through an aisle looking for something for my wife. They were sold out of it, of course. Of course. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, and – a 12-pack of, you've seen these new, like, 7-ounce cans or 8-ounce yeah, yeah, cans, cans, little bitty cans, things. Yeah. A 12-pack of those costs more than a 12-pack of regular 12-ounce cans. Yep. Really? Yeah. So what's up with that, America? Yeah. I mean, yeah, come that's, on. That's yeah. silly. I mean, can, where, they where say, are we going? Uh, and I got a friend of mine who buys those for the boat, and they're like, well, it's easy to store. I'm like, that's right. I'll. And they're like, well, we don't want that 12-ounce can. I'm like but you're paying more for the seven ounce. You yeah, know? Yeah. As my grandmother would tell us, throw the rest of the ounces away then if you don't want it. But, <laughs> you, but, oh, in, right. but in fireworks, and here's right. the point, we can't shrinkflation. No. no. Because what are you going to do? You're going to take our 60-gram canisters, which is the greatest thing that the fireworks world has ever seen, and say we're going to shrink them down to 40 grams no. and still charge a 60-gram price? We're not going to do that. No. You can't no. do that. No. No. And Your 200-gram cake going to become a 100-gram cake? And we can sacrifice quality, which is what I'm afraid is going to happen. That's what I'm afraid yeah. is going to happen. I, I hope I, not. I think the first thing that, that ends up getting lost is to wrap this all the way back around to the beginning is mm-hmm. what you were talking about, John. I think, you know, the variety is going to become a problem. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of those hard-to-make items or the time-consuming to make items, mm-hmm. you know, the and, and most of these are directed towards, you know, the kids. The novelties, you know, yeah. The novelties. Exactly. I mean, you know, you just can't get them. No, nope. no. Nope. No, I get novelties. I buy yeah. enough for two, three years because... Um, you know, that's just going to happen. But, you know, on another note, and uh, your company probably wasn't affected by it because you're much uh, larger. But back in the day, if I had uh, half a container in space left, I would say, well, you know what? Fill it up with reloadables. You know, light box took up a lot of space on the container. I didn't have to get 500 cases. Just give me another 200 cases of those and we're good to go. And that was when freight was about five thousand dollars, forty eight hundred, you know, and it the was fifty two hundred, you know, and it wasn't too many long years ago, you know. And then as it start going up, I start saying, you know what, cut that half a container off because I didn't want to fill it up and spend nine thousand dollars on something I really don't need. And that's what we're going to see a lot of. We're going to see that way, way more. Do I want to tie up two hundred cases of chickens on a container? 
that may sit in my warehouse for a couple of years because I may not be able to get them. I, I don't know if I'm going to do that this year, you know. Yeah, and, and, and I, don't think, I, I don't think from the standpoint of if that philosophy is to be broad-based across the entire industry, you're not going to get them anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's going to – and you know, we're going to see a big shrinkage of variety. We're going to see a lot of uh, people, you know, kind of out of the wholesale game, um, you know, um, it's going to be the best man wins because the guy that's going to raise the most money <coughs> is going to be the guy with the product, and he's going to have customers. But theoretically, I tell Ron – Customer is going to come in next year with a thousand dollar budget, fifteen hundred dollar budget, two thousand dollar budget, whatever, like he's normally been doing. Yeah. He's going to get two thirds of the fireworks. So in theory, all we really need is two thirds of the fireworks because that's all your budget is going to be allowed to buy. Because most of these people don't change your budget; they're just going to get less product for it. You like know, the so Oreo cookies in the uh, Coke. Yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah. <coughs> instead of inflation that yeah. way, you know, yep. in, instead of getting you know that instead of giving all those cases for a thousand bucks, he's going to get less. And then th in theory we need to buy less too because or else we have a bunch of merchandise left over at a high price. And and I'm sure you feel the same way I do is I hate the pricing environment that we're in right now. Oh yeah. I don't like it at all. No, I I I, I you know I look <coughs> if if you look at 2018 versus mm -hmm. now. Yeah. The wholesale case price is double. Yeah. Yeah. And and I hate it. And at some but yeah. when you go back to that conversation about carrying yeah. that freight cost, yeah. I mean you have to generate the revenue to be able to pay the bank for all that kind of stuff. And we got to churn and, and burn. And, you and, we churn have to, and, and we have to start generating yeah. now because we have no dollar cost averaging like I had in years previous. Now right. that's the problem. When you say generating now, you touched on on what I think is probably the the real crux of the issue and the shift in the industry right now. You know, it used to be in fireworks, you saw everybody, they would really be seasonal to seasonal on their purchases. Yes. Okay. And what I advised my customers is I said, you need to stop thinking like that. Okay. Don't think of guys like me as your closet. Yeah. Don't think of me as your storage depot. Yeah. Okay. You need to become the little red hen. And this is what I've told all my customers, and I've repeated this so many times. You have to gather the items that you need for the holiday season all year long. If you don't have storage, you need to find it. You know, these people are going to have to start planning out their purchasing because what's going to happen is, you know, this 4th of July, what we had first in the industry was 500-gram cakes. What we didn't have was fountains. Mm -hmm. We didn't have novelties. novelties. Um, we no didn't rockets. have rockets. No Forget rockets. those, yep. you know. Yeah, um, right. Rockets so were hard to come by. You had, in, you had entire product line categories that you couldn't get access to. So if somebody said, okay, well, I want 500-gram cakes. Okay, I got them. I got 500-gram cakes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was... Pretty, pretty good on 200 grams. I yeah, mean, I can pretty much give them 200 grams those, yeah. all, all the way across the board because those are items that they can manufacture quickly and in very large quantities. Yes. And those are also items that the factories in China now are geared to make. And that's all they want to make. That's what they want to make. They can they make them make. fast right. and they can produce them quickly. Easy to pack. You know? Yeah, so, boxes. Yeah. So, the, so those, come, those come over. Yeah. So, okay, but now... You know, right now, okay, we sold all these 500-gram cakes past pre-fourth, right? Yeah. So everybody got them. Okay, now a lot of people sold them mm -hmm. because a lot of people were scared to buy too much. Yeah. They were hoping the freight would go down. Well, that was a bad call. No, bad yeah. call. You know? I didn't make that call, and, by the way. <laughs> you know, and, I didn't do it. And so now, 
what we're dealing with is I have an influx in my warehouse, very, very heavy of pretty much everything, mm-hmm. you know, because we're getting it after season. This was yep. all stuff that was supposed to be here yeah. pre-fourth. Yeah, we got the same but thing. what we're not seeing is tons of novelties or things like that. So what I think is going to happen is right now we've got the 500 grams. We're, we got the fountains. You know, we, we're getting the rockets. Buy those now. Yes. Now, the customers are going to have to, instead of buying those in, say, April or May, they need to buy them now, and then they need to store them because they can get them now. The and then come next spring, hopefully these novelties and some of this other stuff will backfill in that was due, and then they pick that up then. So that by the time they get to the fourth, guess what? They have the whole smattering of product as best they can get it. And but if they don't do it now, if they don't start this philosophy now, Oh yeah. They come in, you know, next April. We were sold out technically on book mm-hmm. as of June fourth of this year for everything that we were expected to get in and everything we had in the warehouse. Yep. So on June fourth, I told my sales staff, I said, at this point, guys, I said, you're not fireworks salesmen, you're grief counselors. Yeah. Exactly. Because what's going to happen is, is people are going to come in and they're going to say, here's my order, and guess what? We're going to have ten percent or and as of June 4th, we were technically sold out. All I had to sell to people was punk. Wow. Now, yeah. can you imagine, you know, a, a, a fireworks wholesaler that ships nationally? Yeah. When you, you call them on June 4th and you say, well, we have punk. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing, yeah. but it's the situation that we were faced with. So now people have to gather this stuff all year round because if you want to plan on coming in, at the you know onset of the season when people normally bought normally go buy. back five years that's the way it worked and it and it worked just fine yeah but what wholesalers now are looking at and frankly my wife she kind of clunked me over the head and she goes oh finally after 15 years you're going to have an eight to five job mm-hmm. because we should theoretically be shipping every single day yeah, no. and we are shipping tons and tons of product right now because no. we have it and yes. people don't want to get caught without. Exactly. So by the time we get into what used to be our crazy season where we were working 24 seven yeah. and working 18, 20 hour days per person. Yeah. We're no, not gonna need it. we've already done the work in September, October, November, December. Right. And so now all we have to do in June is ship novelties. But, you know, here's a big here's a big problem with that. And this is why uh, it works for some. It doesn't work for all because we have a lot of people. And I will say second generation in the fireworks industry that their fathers would come in and buy from me in September and October because they knew I'm going to China. What do you want to clear out? I know you want to make some more room in your warehouse for new stuff you're bringing in. What kind of deals you got going and pay with cash money. The second generation comes along and they want to pick it up May 26th. They want to charge it and they want to pay for it July 5th and this way they pay no interest. I had a customer call me up and he says, no, I want my order. I'm going to place my order right now, July 10th. I said, okay places at order i says okay how'd you like to pay for that he says what do you mean pay for it <laughs> i says well, i don't know what you're talking he goes well, you always give me credit I, says, I give you credit in may until july i'm not giving you credit from july to july i need to turn and burn but this is the problem we face a lot of people come in here with oh yeah i'm gonna order i'm gonna order early but then when you ask them for the money then all of a they sudden have it. it changes yeah. and you well, know right me it's, like you know. i bought i purchased my 
fireworks in April of this year for next year. And I told some of these companies, you know, I have not even received one container from you yet. And I'm already placing the order for 2022. I mean, it's pretty bad. You know, mm-hmm. I placed a order for, you know, 200 cases, something. I got 150 cases after the 4th of July. So technically, I don't need those 200 cases, but I don't dare cut them off because, you know what I mean? You, you got to keep them manufacturing. Keep going. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, you know, look at all the firecrackers I bought that didn't make it for the season. I got that plus all the ones I already ordered. It's already on the books. So, but getting the people to pay for it now is one thing to gather it, and, and a lot of people will do it, but they're going to have to take responsibility too. Go get your home equity lines, go get your bank lines, and come to see me with the money. And I told them it's turn and burn because China's doing the same thing. You want to pay for the container now? We'll ship it now. If you're not going to pay, you're on the back burner. And, and if you want to get your production going on overseas, you got to pay. all over, yeah. you got to pay. And I mean, what I uh, touched on earlier, you're seeing that from freight companies. Freight companies want to deposit because they don't want to lock up container space unless, you know, they want, they want almost like a prepayment of the freight. And I'm seeing that on a couple of them. Yeah. Because if the if the you know they're going to give it to the person that pays first. I mean that's basically yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we're, we've we've entered a new realm of you know business transaction in this industry where it is you know cash on the barrel head. You know, I mean we're going to go old school on terms. Yeah. You know, and it is the guy with the green. He gets it. Cash is he king. He gets the product. Said it. Right. You know? The 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 guy that you know is on credit. He's, but there's only, he's going to be in trouble. But no matter yeah. who you are, there's only so much green when you start talking about double the cases. And now China's even worried, uh, not China, but the manufacturers are worried because um, they feel that they're not going to get paid because they realize that the freight is more than a container. So now they're worried about before they give me a new credit. Well, they know if we're spending all our money on freight, you know, how much is for them? I yeah. emailed today. He says, can you send me some money? I know it's, you know, mid-autumn's coming up. I know you got a lot of money tied <coughs> up in freight, but I can really use some money. So I'm like, sure, we'll send you some. But how much? How many times can we go to that same well? Right. And yeah. Can't pay yeah. everybody. It's, it's, you know, this industry has changed so dynamically in the last two years. I mean, yeah. it, it, has, it has undergone a fundamental transformation. I mean, in the way that this yeah. industry transacts business. Yeah. And it's, I wish we could go back to five years ago mm, yeah. but we're not there no and it's not going to happen and, and, I, and i don't know if we're, we're not we're it. not getting any kind of trade help out of the out of the you know dc no nope. um nope. it's it's pretty much mums the word let me ask you this what can our government do and i had this conversation with a few people what can our government do because none of these ship line shipping lanes are owned by american companies what leverage do we have yeah well the only leverage that we have is, is, no. is, is for Supply the U.S. No, the U.S. government's got to get into international right. diplomacy. Yeah. I mean, you know, the United States of America is the number one consumer in the world. Yeah. And the reason we are is because we're the most successful nation in the world. We have the most discretionary income. Yeah, disposable right. income. You know, yes. I mean, we are the king of the consumer yep. in the world. And that's mm-hmm. why the world makes for us. But if we um, keep buying. Right. Whether it's fireworks or yeah, entertainment. It's, it's or any, yeah, any. It, yeah, it, but it, if it, we keep buying because we keep buying and well, they, what, they, only, what, they only respond to no. You know, we what, don't need Yeah, it. Yeah, what, what we need is for the politics side. And, and this is where the NFA really yeah. has cut itself a nice niche in, in the whole thing. Um, we have that voice. 
Um, and we're pushing, you know, we've been pushing, you know, consistently, you know, through the, the container expediting program that we did in April, mm-hmm. m- you know, March to April that we launched after the meetings that yep. we talked about That's earlier. Basically drop ship, basically. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, well, what it was, was it was, it was a way to get stuff moving through the pipeline. Right. You know, it was to unclog yeah. the stool, so to speak, yeah. right. you know, and, and we were pretty successful in that. I mean, we didn't get a hundred percent of everything. We, no. we didn't. All we wanted was to say, if we got one extra one through, it was worth the effort. It was worth the effort. Okay. Now, we got well more than one through. Yeah. We got hundreds. Yeah. Um, it, it was a successful venture. It took a lot of time and a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but now the conversation has, has continued on. And, you know, it started back then, but it's molded and shifted and melded into a new conversation of, we need Washington's involvement in this problem. Yeah. Right. And, there has and to not be only for leverage. our industry, but for Everything. any industry, like mm-hmm. like you said, John. I mean, Everything. it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a, a semiconductor chip or anything else. And, and believe me, you know, we're not the only industry that's feeling this. And there are industries that are, you know, a thousand times our size that are screaming this same thing. But still, it's crickets out of Washington. I mean, nothing is happening. It's It's disgraceful. It is, you yeah. know. So, the point is, is that the you know the NFA has to join, you know, in the voice for our industry, just as all these other industries are coming in and saying, "Hey, this is unacceptable." You know, yeah. the you know the manufacturers may have you know a person could say, "Okay, well, you know, we've been buying this stuff cheap, you know, for so many years." Okay, fine. Yeah. But you know, multiplying the price of the freight by four, no, yeah, you can't, and, and and doing that because that's that's out of whack. And yeah. and believe me, you know, the freight lines, the ships are there. Oh yeah, I mean, all of the capacity is there. The system is just not working right now. I mean, keep in mind, the ships haven't declined. No, the containers haven't declined. The problem is, is the way the the whole system is working around the world with the the, the COVID effect. Is it's just jammed it all up, so the stuff is not moving the way it should, and yeah. and I understand how you know the shipping lines could you know want some more money. Yeah, so you know, well, I mean, who doesn't? I, yeah, I, I, well, I well, can they're sitting out there idling. For, I, yeah, for I can weeks. understand, yeah. you know, but you know, to an extent, you know, when you say, okay, we went from ninety six hundred, you know, a year ago. Yeah. And then, you know, come this early spring, we were sitting somewhere around 18 grand, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, we thought, you know, it's like, God, that's so much, you know, but I could at least understand where they were coming from. Well, now we've doubled that number Thir- over again. And now we're to a point where it's just simply an unacceptable number. $13,000 surcharge. Is that how they justify it by saying our ships are sitting out at the sea and well, uh, for idling for two well, weeks? Well, that's, so that's a big part yeah, of it. Is that, is that the, how they justify it? That's a huge part of it. Huge part of it. You know, but uh, now if you get, I, I should look on my phone because one of my contacts in Singapore sent me uh, video footage of all the empty container ships just docked in Singapore not even being used. See, that's a controlled shortage right there. That's a controlled shortage, and there's tons yeah. of them out there. And there is. Yes. And, you know, part of it is, is, you know, there was a big uh, – it happened this past summer, and they were talking about – and you saw it on the national news where they were talking about how the agricultural guys here in the States were, were screaming about the fact that they couldn't get containers to export the grain goods to the other countries. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was this. The container lines were saying, no, you can get the container, but we're going to charge 
$25,000 for the container. Mm-hmm. Well, the agricultural people, you know, the, the whatever powers they were, or whatever entity that that was that grouped that together and does the negotiating was saying, well, we only want to pay 12. Mm-hmm. So they said, well, um, then we'll pass on that and we will ship those ships loaded with containers, empty, mm-hmm. back to China. Yep. It's not going to cost them near the fuel cost. Yeah, no. Okay, they're empty. Yeah. Okay, so the, the whole ship is a buoyant object at this point. Yeah. It's air. It goes back overseas where they are now loading containers to bring goods in, and then they're charging $25,000, $30,000. So the guy that wanted to pay twelve to export his goods. Now he has to pay twenty five well, to get it back. Well, <clears throat> guess what? When... Th- you're, you're saying they wanted to pay 12 Well, they know the container's worth 25 on the other side if they just get it back there. Right, right. So yeah. they said, yeah. no, thank you. And it went back over for nothing. Right. But when it came back over on the export from the other side, right. they Big charged money. double the price. So they got not only the 12 that these guys were negotiating for, but they got the 12 plus 1000 mm. yep. on the export goods. So why wouldn't they bring them back empty? Bring them back empty. Yeah, you know, I mean. And so what's also, happened is, is they have set the market, yeah, on the pricing. And if you want your stuff to move, that's what it's going to cost. And, you know, in in our industry, this is what we're faced with. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, bring it back to America. Do the manufacturing here." Well, can't do it. Here's the problem: you can't manufacture it in the United States. No, you know, because. We have too many EPA regulations. We have yeah. way too many OSHA regulations that are, you know, frankly, out of whack. Yes. You know, I'm going to say that they're, you know, they're they're overboard. Yeah. Um, and so now what we've actually started doing as an industry, and, and I've started doing this, is looking to South America. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because South America, you know, while their goods always cost more to produce, if we're not paying $40,000 to ship the container, hey, guess what? The pricing starts to look much more attractive. And now we don't have to boat it. We can just truck it. Well, okay? it's the same but with the products in Beihai compared to Luyang at one time. Beihai was always more expensive, but the freight was cheaper, so it kind of balanced it out. It averaged out. Yeah. You know, it worked out. It worked and, out. But now what's, you know... By going to South America, it sounds great, and everybody says, you know, yeah, why don't we just do it all in Mexico? Well, the problem is capacity. Yeah. You know, if you have, you know, and you know, and they can make good fireworks in Mexico. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to debate that. Yeah. But they can only produce a fraction of, of the what? volume that we need. Yes. You know, so. You know, I've talked to some factories down there, good factories that make good product, you know, and I could buy that product and I could get it here. And I say, well, okay, so what's your annual production capacity? And, you know, we say, okay, so a four to one, 500 gram cake, right? Mm -hmm. They say, well, our factory could make 10,000 cases of that a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's two containers. I mean, uh, that's five containers. Ten containers. Yeah, yeah, ten containers, yeah. yeah. 500 gram cake. Okay, Mm -hmm. earlier I said I import... 700 containers yeah. okay yeah they can do 10 right yeah <clears throat> that doesn't get us very far no no <laughs> you know and and the, and the problem is that you can't you, you can't just instantly create that capacity that you need that's years and, away 
years yeah. away. Years, yeah. <laughs> you know, five, six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. You know, Easy. and people say, well, just go down there and, and, and build more factories. Well, who's going to pay for that? Yeah. You know, so now what you're talking about is, okay, so you, you capital investment. Yeah. Okay. You know, the problem is you're doing capital investment in a foreign country where you can't technically own it. You just lease it, lease right, it like yeah. for 100 years, yeah. right? 99 years. And that's pretty much how it works in Mexico. I think yep. it's about yep. a 9,900 year type deal. Yep. Exactly. Um, 99 and trust. So you go down there and you do that. And okay, well, 99 years, you know, I'll die before that ever reaches maturity. Yep. But, you know, now one of the other questions was, was they said, can you get us chemicals? Mm-hmm. We have a problem procuring the chemicals. So now what you're saying is, okay, so I have to be the buyer. And a supplier. And I have to also be the raw materials supplier. Yeah. Where, where are those going to come from? How does that all work out? Well, guess what? The yeah. raw materials are going to come from? China. China. Exactly. So you know. it's like the ethanol plant in Hankinson, North Dakota, next to my gas station. Ethanol's here. The corn's here. But to refine it you got to take it from Hankinson, North Dakota, and move it to California. By the time you do all that, you've exceeded the gallon of gas. So that was the end of that. That was the end of the ethanol. Now, uh-huh. if, technically, if you want the ethanol plant here, put the refinery here, and then it's a no-brainer. But they only do a portion of everything to show us it doesn't work. And yeah, that's exactly so what's going on. <coughs> I mean, we're, we're, at, we're at a stage in the fireworks industry where there's a lot of questions to be asked and answered. Um, and we're also at... I'm not going to say our lowest volume, but we are at a very, we're at a low point of buyers, but they're bigger buyers. But we're not getting new generations of people buying fireworks. It's been a dying industry. I've seen it over and over in, in years. But you have the guy that comes in our store, he spends a lot more money. You know, before you had a lot of people spending a little bit of money, now you got less people spending bigger money. But you know that's do you really believe that off. oh yeah i don't think yeah. i mean yes oh yeah i mean last year was such a good year in 2020 2019 and what i and what year. was my prediction on the podcast i says people cannot gather they cannot go to town shows i said remember oh, we're right. all talking i says yeah. yeah if every family comes in and spends just 20 bucks like they did back in the 60s and the right. 70s it would be a phenomenal year and right. it worked out that way and that's the thing years ago there wasn't all these rules, regulations, well, yeah. cul-de-sacs, townships, counties, cities. I mean, it's right. so much. You know, everybody, you look at all the old movies back in the 60s and 70s. You see Fourth of July, all the kids running with some <laughs> type of firework. I mean, and that's yes. how it was. There's families that don't let their kids play with any fireworks that wasn't the case when we were growing up everybody on the block had something you know oh yeah and all those places in your area um you know you're you're going down that belt from you know chicago down to florida and the sheltons and all that people oh dad fireworks and every car they were open 24 hours in off season you bought it like you bought a coke yeah Yeah. and and then you Mm -hmm. and then you and sometimes you didn't light that firework off for four months in 500 miles away and if it was a dud oh well you don't have that anymore so you have you have big buyers but you have less you have less people buying you know and now we're faced with a big uh, a big shortage of industry and you know and i've said it before in the newspaper industry it's a it's a habit you get people out of the habit of buying fireworks, I've seen it in Florida when they had the droughts or, the, you know, the burn bans. You get people out of the habit of buying fireworks and it, it just dies off. You really, this was a great, 2020 was a great surge 
for the fireworks industry, which we de- needed it, and we saw how it right. carried over to this yeah. year. But it's only a matter of time with a shortage and that we'll go back. Yeah, we we, we have to maintain that upside. We do. Yes, and the supply problem is completely counter opposite. I Counterproductive. Mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 opposite yeah. of our goal. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, and and then if we and then if we times the price up by three. Nobody's going to want to buy them. Yeah, out. and well, the times up by three in the retail world. Yeah, forget yeah. that. You you can't do that math. No, now. but I'm saying look at the price of the wholesale case, gone up now. I mean, you're talking about over two times, you know, in recent years. Yeah, but like on the retail side. You yeah. Know, I mean, you know, I, I I was explaining this, you know, in in a hypothetical to somebody today. I said, you know, if you used to buy an item for ten dollars, you know, the 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 standard you know, fireworks rule of thumb yeah. so they could cover overhead and yeah. rental costs and everything because, you know, that's a big portion of their expenses. Not only their mm-hmm. inventory, but they have to have all this other stuff and yeah. their permits and their licenses and, they, you know, they got to have CDLs. and It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot more expensive than people think. You know, oh, yeah. it's not just like a guy bought something and put it on the shelf and was like, hey, you know, oh, yeah. I'm, you know I, I'm making tons of money. You know, yeah. it's, it's a different thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of people think that, you know, fireworks are marked up so incredibly large, mm. but frankly, they're not. Not like they're, it used to they're, be. They're well, they're not even marked up. Not even five years ago were they marked up that much more than when somebody went to Walmart and bought a can of green beans. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, it, you know, people don't understand. You know, they they just see the number and they think, well, mm. this guy didn't. He marked this up ten percent. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, but on the fireworks side, you know, here's the number. Yeah, yeah well, and. But now what's happened is if you had an item that you paid $10 for, mm-hmm. okay, in your retail stand, say, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. I'm not saying five. Yeah. I'm going to say two. Two. I mean, this is just flip the page. Two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it cost you 10 bucks, to, and you sold it for 30 Yeah. Okay? So you made, on a per-piece basis, $20. Yeah. Okay. That was your... That was your operating, you know, that was your gross profit. Now yeah. you got to take out all your other costs and, yeah. and maybe you make 10 bucks on it, yeah. right? So you make what you paid for it. Yep. Okay. But let's just go with the 20 yeah. for, for the illustrated purposes. Okay. So that was a three times mark up. Yeah. And then they do with margin. Because most yeah. retails, they just multiply. Yeah. So now they're paying $20 for that item. Okay. Yeah. Well, a three times is 60. You can't go from 30 to 60 and live. No. Okay, so why don't you just go two and a quarter? Yeah. Okay, so now you're going to sell it for um, 45 $45, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's the deal. You made $25 on the item as opposed to 20 Yes. Mm-hmm. So people need to start understanding the mathematics of this. And, you know, the industry has moved into the point where the retail pricing model of old is gone. No, yeah, yeah. In, in in this environment with these freight charges, it's gone. Yeah. But you mark it up, you mark it up much less, you're still making on an actual gross profit basis more. More, yes. Okay, and that accounts for it even in somebody says, well, if I have to charge 45 versus 30, I'm going to lose sales. Okay, well, let's say you have 20% less sales. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, guess what? Our 25 just went to 20. We're the same place we were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have to understand that, but you got to keep your market. Um, you got to keep your customers. And you better in. not overbuy. And, and mm. well, you don't want to overbuy, <laughs> but you know, even at that point, we're accounting for a twenty percent shrink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even if they did overbuy by twenty percent, theoretically, mathematically, they're even. They're even. 
Yeah. So they're going to be at the same place they were two years ago when the prices were far less. Yeah. So it requires the retailer to do a lot more math and a lot more analysis on how they're going to do their pricing. It's yeah. not the simple three times deal. No, no, no. You, you have know, to be sophisticated enough to yeah, understand you, you, that. You know, they're really going to have to start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, as wholesalers, you know, on, on my side, we, we go to the, to the next level to try to explain this to customers, you know. Theoretically, philosophically, mathematically, you point it out. You kind of walk through the math and you kind of say this, okay, now if the container prices were to ebb and come down, which I think ultimately they will. Oh, they're um, going to, but it's... Um, but it's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be until after the first of the year. You yep. know, I mean, we're in the heart of the Christmas season that's now, sur- so a, that's that's They're raising surcharges, $13,000 right now for peak season surcharge. Yeah, grand. it's ridiculous. It's changed um, September 1st. You know, so, you know, we're not going to see that anytime soon. But if there ever is a point where that starts to go down, they could literally fall back into the three times multiple and find themselves at the same price they sold it to. They could still mark it up more because you could go from year to year. So it's going to require some patience and some math Mm -hmm. on on behalf of the standard retailer. Um, I, I, you know, fireworks people are very resilient types. Right. You know, we, we usually seem to adopt and adapt, a- adapt to yeah. other, you know, things, and right. we get through, yeah. you know. So right now what we're having to adapt to is a pricing model that is completely foreign to us for the most part. If we can adapt to that for the time being and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can the world can get back on its right ship, yeah. you know, maybe we can get back to an old, older understanding. But it's going to require a lot of work. It's going to require a lot of work and a lot of money. It's exhausting. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. What and um, that's what a, gonna be the hardest part. What about employees? Uh, um, have you had a problem with employees, like you know most people do? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's. Do you have you, over a hundred employees? You've you've got your corn. Nope. <laughs> I don't have to go into the mandatory vaccination discussion. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I'm out of that uh, one. All right. Um, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's. We don't even want to go there. That's no. that's absolutely that's. Just hard to. That's dictatorship. You, you at that can't point. even. You, you, know. <laughs> you know. I mean, you know. Here's how I look at it. Okay, so the Democratic Party says, well, you have to do this. You know, so they're basically going to force you to do it, saying you have no right to your human body. Okay, yeah. they've said we are in charge of your body. So yeah. where's their defense on the abortion discussion at that point? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. The whole abortion discussion rests on your body is your body. The government right. has no business being involved in your body. Right. Okay, fine. If you're going to right. force that down my throat with your abortion tactics, then when it comes to the vaccination, you know what? My body's my body. Yeah. Uh, go to hell. Yeah. Right. It's gonna you know, be, that's uh, what I'm going to say. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah. That's going to be a real tough one. Have you had problems with employees, John? Uh, not this year, not so bad. Uh, but we did raise the we raised the hourly wage for everybody. So did we. And I kept everybody yep. working despite, like you said, yours technically sold out June fourth. What we're doing, we're washing trucks, we're washing down the driveway, we're spraying off the UTVs, we're changing shelf, we're doing racking because I I promised these guys a lot of hours. They work for me because they know they can make a lot of money in a short season. We feed them, they live there, you know. So. We, yeah, we, I couldn't let them go. We kept everybody working. Kept every, I did too. Um, you know, and, and I'll tell you, you know, the one thing that I had this year that I saw that I was particularly enthused about the staff that I had was mm-hmm. I had a lot of return employees. Yeah. And we actually operated this past season with fewer employees, but well-experienced employees. And we got everything done. For you? Do you need him? 
No. Oh, they, I don't know. They, some guy with a badge just walked in the room. Okay. I'm going to ignore him. Why oh, one ship it was? He was uh, got a bit of an attitude. Always yeah. ignore the guy with the badge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know if it was. Like he wanted, a, he's shutting down the party. I don't know if it was 12. a shutting down no. the party. I don't know yeah. how that I works. In a private yeah. hotel, I'm not sure that works. Well, I mean, so. Um, yeah, employees are a big problem, and it could get worse. All right. Well, I've, d- I've done a little research. Okay. All right. So there's a, there's a trend, right? Um, these companies are offering perks to attract workers. So uh, there have been a few in the news lately. Target pays 100% of college tuition and textbooks in a bid to attract workers. And, and uh, like Christmas in August, so many companies are dangling bonuses to get more employees. So I did some research uh, on some fireworks companies trying to lure employees back to the workforce. You want to see some of these? Yeah, I, I can't oh, wait. Right. Yeah, you can't wait. All right, here's my first Red one. Rhino's got to be one of them. Well, there's, here's <laughs> oh the first one. This one is uh, somebody we know, Fat Cat Fireworks. Okay. Vaccinated employees now allowed one hit off a co-worker's vape pen. Apply <laughs> <laughs> here. Yeah. You got it? All right. Okay, there That's you good go. One. Second one. Uh, crazy Kaplan's will use your preferred gender pronoun. No questions asked. <laughs> okay. All right. Apply no here. <laughs> All right, next one. This one is Raccoon. They got a big, uh, big, uh, big know, exhibit up over here this year. So, okay. Raccoon, every Sunday you can take home a fish from Mr. Zoo's Koi Pond to grill. <laughs> Mr. Joe. Joe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mr. Joe. I don't know. What right. a koi pond, I'll tell you. What a koi uh, pond. We talked about the novelty aisle earlier. This uh-huh. lady's vacuuming now. Can she just stop vacuuming for 10 minutes? No, they want to shut us this down. This is one said. of John's customers, Memory Fireworks, now accepting sex offenders in the novelty aisle. So there you <laughs> go. So you can get some employees there. All right. Could this be our very first? Could this be our very first to be continued? Oh, my God. Well, read, no. this, read this about Bruce Zoltan. Yeah, okay. always, Phantom Fireworks. We all love Phantom Fireworks. Fireworks, you can now borrow Bruce Zoltan's Ferrari to attend your high school reunion. There you if go. You go work there, you it's go a perk. There. That's a good perk. Only a couple more. Oh, this one Steve's going to like. This is Red Rhino. You ready? Red Rhino. If you apply now, you can live rent-free in Steve Hauser's garage. Oh, awesome. There I just go. added on to the garage, <laughs> there too. There you go. There you go. All right. Wise guy. Star Fireworks. We can't let Star Fireworks get away without one here. Free prostate massage, compliments of Big Jerk Caribbean Restaurant, and spa. And spa. It's a perk. I would work there for that. All right, a couple more. TNT, now offering study abroad courses with American Afghanistan University. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Good for TNT. Last one here. This is, uh, John, you and I, we need to bring on some help because it's it's hard doing all this. It's hard doing all this. So Fireworks Brigade, the Pyro Podcast. We've reversed our policy of employees touching the microphones with their penises. There so go. there you go. <laughs> Perfect. We, we let people come okay, back to work. Okay, full disclaimer, I have never touched this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> with any part of my yeah. body. Yeah, well, and, and now I just scooched back from yeah, it about six inches go. with my mouth as I'm talking into it. Yikes. Well, it's, and and in the day, NFA's doing good. Everything's doing good. I mean, it's. I'm sure yeah, you're happy to have everybody you know, back We're here. a little out of sync tonight. <laughs> I will I admit I was off my game with uh, forgetting out of glasses. We, our national anthem was uh you know yeah uh, we we've got some av concerns yeah. that you guys are going to help well, us take care of yeah I got, I got and, bethany's uh, number i'm going to call her in the morning we're going to run over there and uh do some yeah, stuff we're going to get that thing fixed out see what's and, going know, on with I, that you know the nfa is glad to be back in action and, you know i mean we missed last year we and were, you get out of you get out of your just like the chinese yeah. factories you get out of your routine you get out of sync just like i know it's with yeah. the pgi we we're not I mean, we were on it. I'm showing the PGI as a group. We things were changed. You know, right. security wasn't up to snuff. Everyone was just kind of they're they're out of practice. Yeah, and that's it's it's, it's kind of like, hey, where are we at? What are we doing? Oh, wait a minute. This is this has got to get better. We forgot how yeah. to do this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, 
We'll get and, back and, on track. And, and we will. It'll, it, you know, it's 24-hour learning curve. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's all we need. We'll figure it out. We'll be back and we'll be strutting high, high cotton. Yep. All right. There you go. Well, thanks, Steve. Thanks for right, everything. Yeah, my pleasure, and, uh, guys. We'll Always see good you tomorrow. To have you. It sounds all right, good. Yes, sir. All mm-hmm. right. Bye. Goodbye. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. That was awesome. Oh, I can't believe it took me that long to get over here. Feel free to take a pyro sludge shirt if you want one. <laughs> oh, we got the NFA. I don't, I don't think I can wear that at my house. I think we my got, wife we got the NFA banner. That's more like a Steelers. That one's okay. <laughs>